He's not just Ty Dad, he's my dad, James Gutman. What's up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. Every Friday, everywhere. Anywhere you get podcasts, you can find this podcast. If you don't find it there, go to highpodondad.com. They're all there. Thank you once again for taking the time to listen. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. This has been um, a crazy year. I feel like it has been going by so quickly. Everywhere I go, you know, you'll hear people and they'll talk about the date. You know, you'd be at a doctor's office and somebody be like, I need an appointment. They'd be like, oh, we have something in December. I can't believe it's December. Where did the year go? It's like everybody wants to know where the year went. I don't know. You lived it. We all lived it. So. It has gone by quick. It is pretty crazy. I think as you become an adult, um, time just goes by so much faster because you're constantly making plans for like months down the line. When I was a kid, you make plans for like Saturday, you know, you guys want to go out tomorrow, hang out, we'll play, go to movies. You know, it's like tomorrow. But when it comes to uh, adulthood, it's like, I could fit you in sometime in the middle of next month, maybe mm, his schedule's booked. The next thing you know, your year is gone. So I think a lot of us are living in shock of it. But yeah, we are we are entering November. It is almost Halloween, all this other stuff. We got everything ready for my my son. I'm gonna go out to his Halloween thing. Even my daughter now. Not like it used to be, but she still she hangs out with her crew, uh, her friends. I call them the get along gang. She does not like that. That is she would be really annoyed if she knew that I told you that. She's like, don't call them that. My friends aren't the get along gang. I'm like, all right. But meanwhile I'll text her and she'll be like, oh I'm hanging out. I'm like with the get alongs and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, ha, you said it. So now it counts. So, so that's kind of how that works. Just gotta once you get the other person to co-sign on the uh, nickname, the nickname stands. But yeah, man, it's cool. Like like Halloween is awesome. It's one of my favorite things to do with my son because I can dress him up. Lucas is cool as hell. You know, Captain Cool AF. That's his name. Kind of lets me dress him any way I want. I went back through my memories on Facebook. I found the year that I got in the Elvis costume, which to this day is my crowning Halloween achievement. And keep in mind. I've had some big Halloween achievements. When I was in college, uh, one of my my fraternity brothers, somebody who just he actually recently passed away. Uh, this great guy, his name was Jeremy. He was going to this Halloween party that we were doing on campus, and you know it was uh, they called it the freak formal, is what you would call, it. and you wear costumes. And it was basically just like you go drinking, but you wear a costume. That's the big difference between the freak formal and just a night out at the bar. And everyone had costumes on. I mean, they were crappy costumes, but they were costumes. And he showed up and he was just wearing a button-down shirt. And I was like, what are you? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, dude. Now, Jerry had like um, like brown hair, kind of parted on the side, very, very not preppy. I don't know how to put it. Just kind of like like Wally Cleaver kind of a thing, like a, like a, like a nice young man haircut. And a button-down shirt and I guess slacks. And I was like, hang on a second. And we got a... BB gun, because this was the 90s, and you could still do that, and you could still go around with a with a toy gun. I gave him that, and I gave him a newspaper, and I rolled it up, and I go stand like this, and I had him hold the gun out on the right, kind of out, and the paper's out this way, and I'm like, you're Lee Harvey Oswald, because <laughs> he looked like the photo of Lee Harvey Oswald, and I'll tell you what, that worked. We were at the bar, and girls would come over and be like, what are you supposed to be? And he would back up, and he would pose, you, I'm Lee Harvey Oswald, and they thought it was great, and I was like, you are welcome, so... Elvis beat that. So that says a lot. The Elvis costume on my son was just unbelievable. And uh, and Halloween used to be a tough thing for Lucas. It was it was hard because Lucas doesn't like to go to houses. Doesn't enjoy it. We would go down the street. We'd put him in his little wagon. His sister would go from door to door. And we'd be out with groups of people or whatever. And you try to get him out to go to a house, he'd freak out. 
He didn't want to go in. He doesn't really understand the concept. I'm starting to learn now of, you know, you're not going there to stay. Like if a door is open, he thinks that's his next destination. And he either really wants to go or he really doesn't want to go. Either way, it is what it is. So he likes to be in the wagon. So if he thinks we're going to get out, we're going to knock on the door. He doesn't think I'm going to knock on the door. This guy's going to come out and give me candy. I'm going to leave. He thinks I'm going to knock on the door and now I have to go in this effing house, you know? And I realized that the other day we did safe Halloween. My daughter was working safe Halloween out here in our town where you go into the high school and they give out candy and you go, you know, down the hallways. We were walking. He was great. He was fantastic. I dressed him in my old fraternity outfit. I had to give him a, a makeshift costume because his friend Christian wasn't there. They're going to go together this year. So I dressed him up and we're walking through the hallways and he was great. And I'm like, this is wonderful. I did a good thing. I brought him to this. He likes it. And then as we were just about to get to his sister's hallway, and I'm thinking to myself, she's going to be so proud of him. He's been so good. There was an open classroom door and there were people going in there delivering food or whatever. And he wanted to go into that classroom. I don't know if he thought that there was food in there or he wanted to sit down or whatever. And that's when he kind of started to, oh, I'm like, no, 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 don't, 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 you're cool, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool. So I just kind of had to fake it past the system. I'm like, look, look, look how happy he is. Isn't he great? And she's like, happy Halloween. I'm like, yeah, that's great. And we went and then we kind of like ducked underneath a, a barricade tape and we escaped out the side and just ate candy. But it was good, man. My, my son, I want him to love these things. It means a lot to me. And sometimes, you know, when you're the parent of a, of a special needs child, you question why, why do I care about this? I don't know. I think it's because I, I know that even if it's not his thing, I know that there is a basic joy to it. I know that he likes candy. I like people telling him how cute he is. I really do. Everybody likes people telling you how cute your kids are, no matter how old your kids are. Even if your kid isn't nonverbal. People, you want your people to be like, you're a good looking boy. You're like, thank you. You know, it's a big thing. So when you dress him up cute and he's cute, you're like, oh, you want people to be like, how adorable. Thank you. So I like it. I like him being out on Halloween. So it always meant a lot to me. And I struggle with that. I actually wrote a blog post years ago called uh, When Your Child Can't Say Trick or Treat. Because that's a big thing, man. That I never... I never got, and this is going to sound weird coming from an autism parenting blog podcast type of thing, but they say that if the kid has a teal pumpkin, don't expect them to say trick or treat because they might be nonverbal. And I don't understand why you need a pumpkin to do that. Who is withholding candy from kids who don't say trick or treat? If I bring my kid to the door and he has an orange pumpkin and he doesn't say anything, you're going to not give him candy? Like, why do you need a signal that it's okay not to say trick or treat, what kind of stupid, I'm sorry, I get a little worked up on this because to me, I get it. And sometimes I think these inclusive things that we try to put out there are done to, you know, to bring everybody together or whatever. But sometimes they really just kind of divide people further. Um, Not only are you separating my son and making him carry a a special pumpkin to symbolize to the world that he's nonverbal or he has autism, but then you're claiming that like, he doesn't have to do this thing that apparently everybody else has to do to participate in Halloween. It's like, I have an idea. How about if a kid comes to your door with a pumpkin or a bag or a parent or their hand out and it's Halloween, you just put candy in it, in his hand, in his face, in his bag, in his pumpkin, whatever you want to do. Like, why do we have to do this separation of, of pumpkins? And I, I don't know, maybe it just bothers me because I feel as though trick-or-treat is a concept that my son doesn't get. He doesn't understand it. I've taught him give me. So if he wants a candy, double tap your chest. Give, look, give me. He's like, give me. I'm like, all right, cool. Give him. Yeah. Um, I even say thank you. I say, say thank you. 
And it's usually like a wave, like tap you on the shoulder. It doesn't really get that concept either. But trick or treat, I barely understand why we say trick or treat. And I'm, you know, a man. <laughs> you know, I've done this my whole life. So I'm not, you know, trick or treat is kind of a, a deep concept. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever be sitting down and be like, hey, Lucas, listen, I want you to understand there's this tradition. And what happens is for no reason in particular on Halloween, it's, it's actually the day before Old Souls Day. And but like, no, nobody cares. So trick or treat is kind of a, a foreign concept. But I don't know if I take it that way because I've spent so much of his life trying to give him words, you know, and I wrote about that um, many times, you know, about trying to give my son the ability to speak and the ability to get things out. And on Wednesday, I had written again about him, about how sometimes he just doesn't understand his feelings and he doesn't have the words to express when he's not happy. And I feel bad for him because I feel like a lot of times we always try to attribute some sort of deep autism specific meaning to him not being happy. So if if Lucas is, you know, having a bit of a tantrum, melting down a little bit, people are like, is he tired? He must be hungry. Did he sleep? And it's like to me, he doesn't want to be here. He wants to be home. He wants to lay in his bed with his iPad and then he will be happy. And he's allowed to do that. He's allowed to, you know, quote unquote not feel it. But a lot of his life has been spent trying to give him words and giving him the opportunities to speak the way he wants to speak. He uses a device. He presses buttons on the device. You hear it at the beginning of the show. You know, it's I am dad. That's Lucas saying that on his device. We've had pecs. I've talked about pecs. Pecs are basically pictures. He points to these pictures or he hands you a picture. Prior to the device, he used pecs. Pecs are pretty much for anybody who doesn't know the difference. If you ever seen one of these communication devices, it's a big menu. It's got little stick figure guys on it and you press the buttons. I want apple juice, you know, or something like that. Pecs are pretty much just paper versions of the buttons. And he picks up the thing and he hands it to you. And you'd be like, oh, you want apple juice? And he hands you a picture of a cup. Those are pecs. Those are the pictures you can use. We use hand signals. Like I said before, give me, double tap. We do things like that. He's actually doing, and this is, I don't know, this is one of those things that makes me smile. I'm glad I have the podcast. I'm glad I have the blog because I feel like if I tell this story to somebody who is not too familiar with a nonverbal child, it sounds like a sad story and it's not. Uh, there's been a song we've been singing since he was an infant by Rafi. Um, something in my shoe or going out for a walk. I forgot the exact name of it, but it's you're going down the street. There's something in his shoe. He takes his shoe off and I took it off and I shook it. Well, look it, look it, look it. You know what fell out? And then everybody asks, what fell out? Little wee stone. He clapped twice, right? And he's always on the clap. And we go, a little wee stone. He's like, but the second one is a bouncing ball. And you go, boing, boing. And he's... <laughs> I don't know if this is new or how long he's been doing it, but he takes his hand out and he like bops up and down, kind of like, like a gangsta in a lowrider. It is awesome. And I laugh so hard. I'm like, boy, boy, yes. And we're cheering and we're laughing and we're clapping and things like that. So Lucas communicates and he's got ways of communicating. And it's, it's been a long road to give him those communication tools because initially I couldn't ever envision a world where we could do this. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't think I could do it. I'm like, how am I going to teach this kid these deep concepts? How's he going to learn what apple juice is? How's he going to learn? And it happened slowly. I remember the first time I had said something to him kind of over my shoulder. I was like, Lucas, if you want juice, go get your cup. And I just kind of said it because I had become so frustrated over time. You know, like what happens is when you have a nonverbal child, you have a lot of one-way conversations. I talk to him all the time all the time, which is what makes it so offensive when people are like, the trick is you got to talk to your kid. And it's like, dude, I talk to this kid more than I talk to anybody. I talk to him constantly. He knows all about anybody who pisses me off. He knows all about it. He knows all about, you know, the drama that I have going on in my life. I complain about everybody and everything 
to Lucas. He knows. He gets talked to. So he understands it. So this is one of those days where, and he hadn't really, you know, understand very little. Usually to get him to understand at that age, I forgot how old he was, maybe like five, six years old. It was always like an exaggerated thing. Like, do you want to go to bed? You know, and you're doing like bed, you do like pantomiming it and all that. It's like, so it's over the top every time. And it was the morning. I was tired. I was making coffee. And I kind of just sat over my shoulder. I'm like, if you want juice, go get your cup. And he left the room and he came back with his cup. And I went, oh my God, <laughs> he understands cup. Not only does he understand cup, but he just understands it conversationally, which goes back to what I've always said. I told my daughter this, I tell people this all the time. He probably understands a lot of things we don't realize. Like there was a time where he didn't understand cup. And then one day he did understand cup. And I don't know when that transition happened. It wasn't that day. That wasn't the first time that he was like, oh, he's saying cup. Like there must've been a point before that where he got it. But he doesn't have the, you know, the, the ability, I should say, to come over to me and be like, hey, I just want to let you know, um, I understand cup now. So write that down. You're like, oh, okay. So at some point he got it. So I kind of go into every interaction with my son with this thought process that he understands everything. We talk about everything. I tell him everything. I give him the language that I can and hopefully he can do it. So yeah, I don't know, man. He might get what trick-or-treat is. He might not. He might just not like Halloween. You know, who knows what, what he likes and what he doesn't like. Um, all I know is that it's my job as his parent to give him the opportunity to speak, to give him the opportunity to say his words. So I just keep doing that. I put it out there and that's it. So yeah, like teal pumpkins, all that stuff. Yeah, it's great. You could do it, but like, just do this. Halloween is for everybody. You shouldn't have to say trick or treat. If a kid comes to your door and doesn't speak English and doesn't know trick or treat in English, give him candy anyway. If a kid comes to your door and he doesn't speak Give him candy anyway. If a kid comes to your door and doesn't have a mouth like the sister in the Twilight Zone movie, just give him candy. Forget about the teal pumpkins. It's Halloween, dude. They don't need to say anything. And neither do I. Except for, thank you. I will be back next Friday with a brand new podcast. Be sure to check out, man. I'm going to post pictures of of my kid's Halloween costume this year on uh, on Instagram. You can follow me on any of the social media platforms at Hi James Gutman. That's Facebook. It's Twitter. It's Instagram. I'm all over the place. Hi, Blog I'm Dad. That is also on Facebook and it's on the web. Hi, Blog I'm Dad.com. Check out the blog twice a week and be back here next Friday for a brand new podcast. Until then, James Gutman, Sam, be well. Bye, Pod. I'm Dad. <laughs>